0: Well, how you doing? Welcome. God bless you. So good to have you tuning in for this tremendous Tuesday that I hope it will turn out to be for you and for all who are listening and reading café for today. Today is the 30th day of August year of our Lord, 2022. So glad you could join us. We're looking at the whole letter of Philemon. That's right, we're looking at well, almost the whole letter. I won't get into I won't get into specifics, but we are looking at Philemon, it has no chapters, has I believe 25 verses or so, and we're looking at the first 21, but it's not that long. Don't hang up, <laughs> don't run away. It's good for you. And uh, I'm calling this one letter, one slave owner. and you'll see why in a moment may god bless this time we gather to worship him to listen to him to be blessed by him and to be a blessing to him and for him here now philemon verse one paul a prisoner of christ jesus and timothy our brother to philemon our dear friend and co-worker to Affia, our sister to Archippus, our fellow soldier and to the church in your house grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. When I remember you in my prayers, I always thank my God because I hear of your love for all the saints and your faith toward the Lord Jesus. I pray that the sharing of your faith may become effective when you perceive all the good that we may do for Christ. I have indeed received much joy and encouragement from your love because The hearts of the saints have been refreshed through you, my brother. For this reason, though I am bold enough in Christ to command you to do your duty, yet I would rather appeal to you on the basis of love. And I, Paul, do this as an old man and also as a prisoner of Christ Jesus. I'm appealing to you for my child, Onesimus, whose father I have become during my imprisonment. Formerly, he was useless to you, but now he is indeed useful both to you and to me. I am sending him, that is, my own heart, back to you. I wanted to keep him with me so that he might be of service to me in your place during my imprisonment for the gospel, but I preferred to do nothing without your consent, in order that your good deed might be voluntary and not something forced. Perhaps this is the reason he was separated from you for a while, so that you might have him back forever. No longer as a slave, but more than a slave, a beloved brother, especially to me, but how much more to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord. So if you consider me your partner, welcome him as you would welcome me. If he has wronged you in any way, or owes you anything, charge that to my account. I, Paul, am writing this with my own hand. I will repay it. I say nothing about you owing me, even your own self. Yes, brother, let me have this benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ, confident of your obedience. I am writing to you, knowing that you will do even more than I say. This, dear friends, is the word of God for the people of God. We say, Gloria a Dios. Thanks be to God. Well, friends, be blessed today and enjoy the fullness of life. As we pray, let us pray for the family of Mr. Jaime Mariscal, who passed away today because of cancer. I've known Jaime since he was a child because his father was my pastor when I felt the call into ordained ministry in Houston. This was around 1968 or so. So I know Reverend Arturo and his wife Raquel. They're both devastated by the loss of their oldest son, May God's comfort be with his lovely family. Prayers for the younger brother, George, and for sister, Lolly. And also, this just came today, the Reverend Delia Estrada, another friend of mine, died after a lengthy battle of dementia in Corpus Christi. Prayers for her family and that God's comfort be with uh, her, her children. And that uh, God received Delia into his kingdom. Delia was a funny lady, but serious lady as well. Had a career in teaching and then felt the call into ministry and served in uh, various capacities, including district superintendent of the Rio Grande Conference for a while. So may God be comforted. Uh, may God's comfort be with the Estrada family. The first time Nellie, Caitlin, and I worshipped at Wesley's Chapel in London, <clears throat> we were giving a tour of the church and of his home. It was an incredible, incredible uh, sight to behold to see this church that John Wesley built. And as I've told you before, he had church every morning at 5 o'clock. And if you were a guest at his house, you had to worship at 5 a.m. because Wesley believed that was the hour at which you could connect with God and if you were not there, you would not eat the rest of that day. That was his way of saying that's how important worship is. Be here at 5 a.m. <laughs> and you can have breakfast later on and then lunch and then supper. Now, I don't know how many of you know that uh, Francis Asbury and Thomas Coke were both consecrated as bishops by Mr. Wesley and sent to America or to the American colonies almost right before the Revolutionary War broke out and as we were taking a tour of the West East Chapel in his home our guide say, said or asked who do you think was the worst violator of that 5 a.m. rule and it was Thomas Koch Thomas Koch could never make it to 5 a.m. Uh, worship and so <laughs> suffered many a hunger on many a day because of his inability to be up and at worship at 5 a.m. Now, the one thing that made us gape in wonder was that the baptismal font in that chapel was made from the front steps of a plantation home owned by a man who, while worshiping there in Wesley's Chapel one Sunday heard a convicting word from God through the Reverend John Wesley and repented, repented of his horrible sin of owning other human beings as his personal property. He sailed home because he was a sea captain and he set his slaves free, hiring those who wanted to stay instead as his employees. And as a gesture of his new life, because he was indeed now a new creation, he sent the first step of of his home with a bowl scooped in the middle of this stone step to Mr. Wesley to serve as the baptismal font. It was truly a gesture, if my sins can be washed away by this sacrament, by Jesus, so can yours. This same font has been used for many, many years, and even the children of Margaret Thatcher, former Prime Minister of England, were baptized there using that very font. And if you do go to the chapel and tour it or worship there one Sunday, note that the current altar railings were donated by the Thatchers because of that baptism. I would also recommend, if you can find a copy of it, to watch the movie Amazing Grace which takes place around the same time and addresses the issue of slavery in London. And it takes place at the same time uh, that this conversion took place. Now, today's passage, as I said, is almost the entire letter from Paul to a man named Philemon. The verses omitted included one where Paul says for Philemon to prepare the guest room for him. Such was Paul's hope that he would one day be able to go and visit Philemon and stay with him. As far as we know, that did not happen. Now, as most letters from the apostle begin, they are reminded, the people receiving the letters are reminded that he, Paul, is praying for them and thanking God for them. He stresses that he knows them for their love, which is a key setup for what he's asking in this letter. And he stresses that their love has encouraged him as well as brought joy to him. Though he knows that through his position, he was a very powerful man in the Christian church, He could order this as their duty or the duty of this man Philemon. But he refrains from that and instead appeals to Philemon to receive back his runaway slave Onesimus. Now, recent stories from south of us have revealed that there was a southern route of the Underground Railroad of slaves that led them to freedom in Mexico, which did not allow slavery and this was through a small united methodist chapel that still stands named el capote united methodist church there's one near here in seguin but that's a different Capote. this one is there near the border and though the border and through the border and this through a small united methodist chapel that still stands named el capote united methodist church there's an el capote near here seguin on the way to cost texas this is a different one it's near the border though the border wall has limited access to it the chapel was founded by freed slaves named the jackson family and they were instrumental in helping those slaves that wanted to keep on going and away from those bounty hunters that might return them back to slavery, they would guide them across the Rio Grande into Mexico. It's interesting to note that Paul is recommending Onesimus to go back as the rightful thing to do, but wants for Philemon to receive Onesimus not as a slave, but as a beloved brother. Paul begs him to receive him back as if he were receiving him back, and he adds that if He is owed anything. He, Philemon, is owed anything by Onesimus. He, Paul, would pay for it. And to top this powerful letter off, Paul wrote the letter himself. And he reminds Philemon of all that he owes him, asking this be done to, quote, refresh my heart in Christ. And he knows of Philemon's obedience. And he ends this part of the message with, I'm writing to you, knowing that you will do even more than I say. Boom, there it is. (laughs) Gotta love the old man. The question is, what would you do? And you're probably saying, well, what did happen? Simple answer, when we get to heaven, we will know the complete answer. It's interesting to read the theories that are out there. The truth is that this is a story of forgiveness and love. And Paul knows that Philemon, and having found Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, found his forgiveness from Jesus, and as such, should be willing to forgive Onesimus for his running away, and even, as some scholars believe, for his having stole, it is believed, some money from Philemon. While Onesimus was with Paul, he became a believer, a Christian. And so Paul knows that this man has a new heart now, has a new attitude, won't steal anymore, and is even willing to go back, and if possible, not as a slave, but as beloved brother to Philemon. If we continue to stress, brothers and sisters, the theme from yesterday's passage, did Onesimus count the cost before doing what he did? More importantly, did Philemon realize the cost of Jesus's death for his sinfulness, and what was he going to do about it? Again, brothers and sisters, what are we doing to show that we love Jesus more Then we love ourselves. Let's pray. Awesome, loving Father, as we pray about where we find ourselves, help us to see what we need to be, to bless and to do for others with an awareness of you. Help us to forgive others because you have forgiven us. In Christ Jesus we pray. Amen. Dear friend, thank you for tuning in. I pray that if this has blessed you, please pass it on, bless someone else. I pray you have a great and blessed day in the Lord. Here's your call to action. Let your love run away today in loving others. Let me repeat that. Let your love run away today in loving others. Receive my love and blessings of peace. I'm Pastor Adelie, I'm so thankful for you and I love you. And I pray the Lord bless you and keep you. Continue to be in prayer for the needs of the world, for the needs of the families we mentioned, the Mariscal and the Estrada families, as well as any family you may know who may be worn in mourning and in sadness. Lord bless you and keep you. Amen.